this from the Santa Fe New Mexican. Anything a candidate says on the campaign trail can be used as ammunition in the rough and tumble world of politics. Even one word. After Republican State Senator Mark Morris said at a forum yesterday that water access has been an issue since we first civilized the Southwest, the Democratic Party of New Mexico accused the candidate of spewing racist language. Now, you may have missed the racist part there. It was the word civilized. He claims we, and I think you know who we are, civilized the Southwest. Therefore, he is a racist. Now, I got to tell you, to be offended by that, you really, you really got to want it bad. <laughs> you got to, you got to dig down deep to equate him saying we civilized the Southwest with him being a racist. But I continue. Moore's statement that the Southwest was uncivilized before colonizers arrived echoed racist rhetoric used against Native Americans for decades, said Democratic Party spokesman Renner Van Dyke. He has been criticized by indigenous leaders for his racist language that devalues the contributions that Native American civilizations have made to New Mexico, the Southwest, and our nation as a whole. Moore said the Democratic Party was twisting his words. What an exhausting, woke joke. You've got to be kidding, he said. Morris, who has been highlighting his family roots in New Mexico as, his, as he campaigns for the congressional seat, said he is the only person in the race with both Hispanic and indigenous blood that dates back hundreds of years. I go on. Their, noth- their notion that the uh, Chacoan culture and Pueblo culture and Mesa Verde and all the other wonderful cultures in the Southwest didn't exist before the Spanish show their ignorance to our history in the Southwest and the beneficial use of water that predates any European colonization. He said, I'm offended of their ignorance of New Mexican history. All right. It's a congressional race. It's going to get stupid. This is a plus 16 D district. She's probably going to win. Even though she wants to get rid of the police and prisons and ICE and Border Patrol and the FBI and whatever the hell else is in that Breathe Act. So there's that. But for the Democratic Party, and look, I'm not going to say the Republican Party doesn't put out some crazy statements because they do. But I move on. To say that he is racist for saying, since we first civilized the Southwest, dot, dot, dot. Come on. I, I will say this. It, it, is, it is obvious that Native Americans have gotten a raw deal in this country. The only nice thing we ever did for them was give them casinos. And they're taking back America one nickel at a time. So good for them. And I will say that I agree with those that say that the Native Americans were more civilized 
certainly then portrayed in movies. I mean, they were the first people to harvest corn and potatoes and such, and they they were more civilized than we've been led to believe by cowboy movies. I get that. But to say this a racist statement's crazy. Anyway, if you agree or disagree, two four three thirty three thirty three. And let's get rid of this uh, notion that everything was so peaceful before the Europeans got here that folks were just, you know, foraging for berries and living off the land and having babies and everybody was completely in harmony with each other. There were vicious battles between tribes, mostly here, over water. Especially during the the uh, the droughts, that is historical fact that is, I think, well known. Anywho, that is uh, one local topic we can uh, uh, get to today. I have a bunch of local topics uh, today, but I want to kind of start with this one. Do you think it is a stretch when he says, Mark Moore says? since we first civilized the Southwest. Water access has become an issue since we first civilized the Southwest. When tribes were killing each other over water, going back thousands of years, I think it's, uh, I think it's a little bit of a reach. Uh, there was the uh, first congressional debate on, on Channel 13 in candidate Moore's... Uh, did uh, prophetically uh, address this this woke issue. Candidates also touched on today's political divide and whether cancel culture has gone too far. Wokeness is getting exhausting in America. You know, she just talked about safe spaces. Those were exhausting. We're seeing a fundamental attack on the First Amendment in New Mexico, and it's coming from the left. If you disagree with any issue they believe in, they call you racist. They call you misogynist. Anything you disagree, they come back with a personal attack. What I disagree with is the idea that it's a cancel culture. I do agree that we need to turn the volume down on the rhetoric and the discourse so that we can have conversations where people who have different ideas about the same concept can come together and talk. And covered the crime issue. I've been working with my colleagues to help bring home tens of millions of dollars in public safety funding to help supplement and augment our, our ability to fight crime here in this city. We need the resources, and the last thing we need... All right, there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, politics gets ridiculous, and this is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, as I said before, plus 16 Democratic district here. Uh, Melanie Stansbury is probably going to win, so all this is probably a waste of... Waste of time, but I, I think it's worth bringing up. In other local news, uh, Albuquerque could soon uh, reinstate the ban on plastic bags. The, the number one nemesis to society, bags. I remember when we briefly had that. Made of plastic, yeah, and then the, the virus and hit. And the coronavirus mm-hmm. happened. And then part of the plastic bag ban, I believe, was styrofoam containers from takeout and plastic bag, I mean, you can't, you know, kind of hard to have a, a takeout business without styrofoam containers and plastic bags and plastic straws. 
lot of people have like kind of paper, like a heavy paper box that I've seen recently. Well, here, here's the thing, and I'll play this audio from Channel 13 in, in a second here. The, the, the law says that you can't have, uh, you know, they, can, they consider a bag that's two and a half mils thick or thinner, like a one-time bag, even though everybody, you know, uses it to pick up dog poop. So people are reusing them. But if you make a bag two and a half mils thicker, thicker than that, then it's considered a reusable bag and it's not disposable. Therefore, that's okay. So what we're going to end up with, and what started happening, if if you remember, you just got thicker bags. Yeah. Which was fine, because they didn't break. And you typically would have to pay like ten cents for them, right? I think there was. Uh, I think there was a uh, a tax on it. Yeah, an extra charge. Here's uh, Jessica Karate. Just weeks after the ban on plastic bags in Albuquerque started, officials suspended it because of the pandemic. But now it looks like it could be reinstated soon. News 13's Rachel Knapp asked local grocery stores if they're ready to make the change. Jess, grocery stores acknowledge it can be frustrating for customers if they forget their reusable bags, but say the break from the plastic bag ban has actually helped them. The owner of the Mexico Lindo grocery store off Broadway and Catherine says they've been busy during the pandemic. Business-wise, it went up. Business went up. Because uh, we are groceries and uh, it just people have to eat every day. So. At the start of the pandemic, the city of Albuquerque lifted the ban on single-use plastic bags in stores because of concerns about germs on reusable bags. The owner of Mexico Lindo says it was a relief because customers used to get frustrated if they forgot their reusable bags. And plastic bags get customers in and out of the store quicker. And if they're going to buy a lot of groceries, then how are they going to carry them? And then sometimes when they okay, we have, uh, you know, reusable bags, but they're for 10 cents, 50 cents, whatever, however much they are, they'll start complaining. Plastic bags were banned before the pandemic as a way to be more environmentally friendly and cut down on litter along roads and open spaces. But now that things are getting back to normal, the ban on plastic bags could be reinstated soon. We want to end the stay so that the plastic, ban ordinance, plastic bag ordinance is back in effect. The mayor's office told city councilors today they want to give stores and restaurants enough time to prepare for the change. Our preliminary thoughts were to give notice uh, in June about um, having the, the uh, ordinance go back into effect in August. The owner of Mexico Lindo says transitioning back to reusable bags is doable, but hopes customers will remember to bring their own bags. No, we'll be ready. If they want to ban them, then we'll be ready. There's no specific date as to when the plastic bag ban will be reinstated. Councilor Diane Gibson says she hopes it's sooner than August. Back to you. All right. By the way, let me just say this. I have a personal uh, uh, pet peeve here. You know what I think is worse than plastic bags? And I, I don't know what the hell is wrong with people that are that are plastic bottle water fanatics. There's nothing, nothing wrong with tap water. Not a damn thing. Go and even if you don't like tap water, go get you a Brita filter. Exactly. And sometimes you know you, you read on a on a on a plastic bottle of water. And it'll say something like, you know, bottled in Muncie, Indiana or something. Like, I've been to Muncie. It's not like there's no natural. <laughs> I don't need to be drinking water from there. There's no natural spring water there. <sighs> anyway.
your thoughts. Uh, we got a couple topics going here. We got a bunch of local topics to uh, fold in as we uh, roll along. Uh, Steve, you're first up. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I was calling the, the mayor, the city councilors, and all these other people. They're more worried about the plastic bag ban instead of uh, they should be worried more about the cops, uh, defunding the cops, all the crime and drugs. But they, they're worried. Their first concern is the plastic bag ban. Totally outrageous. <laughs> That's my comment. I think it's kind of a silly issue. I really do. I mean, I do think you can. It's possible to worry about, you know, more than one thing at once. But I agree with you that it's a silly issue. And are are plastic bags uh, the biggest threat to the uh, environment? Found some places. And by the way, if I if I hear something on YouTube then I know it's true. But I found some uh, I found some sites that say bans on plastic bags harm the environment. I don't know if that's true, but it's out there. Alan, you're on KKOB. Hello. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about these reusable bags. You know, when I was in college, I used to work uh, part-time for one of these, uh, one of the larger retailers in the grocery division and i was a cashier and when customers used to bring their reusable bags we as cashiers we would cringe they are so filthy so ugly they never get washed and and they put that filth on the couch and and you just hate to touch it but that was your job. The, the, uh, I'm sorry, there's no control on putting that filthy reusable bag on the counter and having somebody else get their hands all dirty and then continue on. It, it is not a good idea. All right, so you, you nasty people aren't washing your bags, your cloth bags? Come on, man. I didn't really know that you needed to. I don't know. Come on. So you're you're not... All right, uh, David uh, used to work for a bottled water company. He's on hold. We got a couple lines open right now. It seems like people want to talk about the uh, plastic bag ban uh, coming back. And I, d- I did mention that I think bottled water's stupid, but I'm okay with the plastic bags. I don't like the bottles. So. I mean, if the water tasted better or it was better for you, okay. But it's not. Also, it's got plastic in it. Anyway, uh, David, you're on KKOB. Hello. Hey, man. Thanks. Good to hear you back on the air here right, in thanks. Albuquerque. I worked for a local bottled water company, the big five-gallon bottles, and they have machines all over town. You see them in front of Walgreens, out in front of the grocery stores and all that. What people don't realize, all that's behind that machine is a spigot for a hose. There's a cartridge inside that goes like, Basically, what you have in your refrigerator, which is a filter. But unless that filter is changed out on a regular basis, you're pretty much paying for hose water out of the side of a building. And I can tell you, I did everything from sanitizing bottles in the shop, driving and delivering, picking up old bottles, maintenance and all that. They get changed out twice a year, every six months. And God knows how many gallons go through them filters before they're changed out. Yeah, there you go. 
wasn't exactly the bottles I was talking about, but I, I, I get your point. All right, 243-3333, uh, local issues. Just to uh, recap, uh, Republican Mark Morris, uh, who's running for Congress, is being criticized since he made this statement. Water access has been an issue since we first civilized the Southwest. You really gotta, you really gotta dig deep to uh, think that that's racist language. In uh, other local news from KOAT seven, New Mexico. Where do we rank in literacy? Out of fifty, I already saw this. So okay. I, know, I know the answer. It's not great. Forty nine. Something almost everyone watching this story did today. Take for granted their ability to read and write. According to the National Center for Educational Statistics, 21% of adults in the United States, about 43 million, fall into the illiterate, functionally illiterate category. And in national rankings, New Mexico is 49th. It's horrible. I mean, there's nothing you could say about it. I mean, the statistics are overwhelming. That in Bertolillo County, more than half of the adults need our services. Margaret Barker is the founder and president of Ethos Literacy in Albuquerque. She started the program in 2007. I learned that adult literacy is a major problem in our community and that there wasn't much for people. Ethos Literacy has since helped more than 1,400 New Mexicans in one-on-one and small group tutoring sessions in reading, writing, and speaking English. Barker has tutored people from 16 to 84 years old. 64-year-old man who didn't finish grade school. And within five months, he read a book for the first time in his life, but he read his own mail. But getting people to reach out for help can be the biggest challenge. And when adults are struggling... It trickles down in all kinds of areas. Uh, but we do know that if adults have strong reading skills, their children will have strong reading skills. Data released by the New Mexico Public Education Department shows students at risk. Just 33% of first graders met the benchmark for reading. And just 38.7% of third graders met that benchmark. There's still this problem. People get out of high school and they can't read. There, there is this notion, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate here, because people will call in and say, hey, you know, Democrats have run this state for 100 years, and that's why we can't read. Well, come on. Always near the top of the list, if not the top, liberal states like Massachusetts and New York and New England states, always near the top of uh, education. And always near the bottom, as I said, Mississippi and Alabama, which are, you know, very red states. Uh, I just think that it's, I don't think it's the the fault of any uh, political group. I think we spend a ton of money on education in the state, and that's not the issue. I think there are some cultural aspects of certain places where people just don't value education as much as other places. You know, and I, I lived in Nevada, for instance, people always complained that, you know, why, why is Nevada so, always so low uh, on education? Well, if you can roll out of high school or drop out of high school and make sixty or $80,000 working in a casino... 
then why would you value education as much? I mean, I don't think that's the issue we have here, but there are just places, the culture's places that just don't value it as much as other places. Anyway, uh, a couple lines open. It is local news day. Uh, if you got, uh, if you want to comment on uh, any of these, uh, any of these issues, uh, we have uh, we have the gas tax. That is a uh, that is a thing. Another one, new one, yeah. There, the city council narrowly approved that two cents gas tax in a meeting tonight, but ultimately it's going to be up to the voters. If they approve, then the money will go to improve bad roads like this and all across the city. At a time much of the country is already seeing an increase in gas prices, Albuquerque City Council members just approved asking the voters for a new gas tax. Yes. Councilor Jones? Yes. Councilor Pena? No. In a narrow vote of five to four, members voted in favor of an ordinance that would impose a gas tax of two cents per gallon on all gas sold at stations within city boundaries. This money would be used to rehabilitate public roads in the city. I'm not a great advocate of raising any kind of taxes, but this is one of the most fair that I've been speaking about publicly for five years at least. Uh, as our expenses go up in the city, the, the cost to maintain and add new roads to our city. Is- All right, so uh, two cent, two cent gas tax for roads. Uh, your thoughts on that, uh, Sam? You're on KKOB. Hello. Yeah, hi. I want to comment about the plastics and in the uh, bottled water. But the plastics of all the plastic uh, throwaway products they make, I, I think there's worse than plastic bags, such as the the plastic utensils. I don't think those things ever break down. They're so hard plastic. But um, as far as uh, trash around the city, since they started putting up those, uh, since they started putting all those recycler dumpsters around town, more people are recycling. I mean, I don't see mounds of garbage all over the city, and I rarely ever see plastic bags flying around, you know. But um, I think what they should do is push more recycle the plastic bags. You know, have a, have a, uh, you know, just push that rather than ban them all together. But um, with the bottled water. Like you said, those bottled waters are ridiculous. I mean, people go through thousands of those. A person, one person in a year probably goes through thousands of those who, who buys them. But um, one of the worst bottled waters I've ever drank is that Arrowhead water. That is the worst. It tastes like it's right out of the tap. It's horrible. All right. Thank you, Sam. Am I the only one that likes tap water? You know who makes a good bottled water that I saw in uh, El Paso, Texas once? Who's that? Chuck Norris. Well, of course. He's got his own bottled water. The only place where I've ever drank bottled water is playing poker in a casino. And I will say that Fiji bottled water, it's very good. I don't know what they're doing to it, but it's uh, it's delicious. Uh, 243-3333. Uh, we have uh, mask mandate concerns We're seeing a lot of businesses all around the state scramble to adjust to the new guidelines, but healthcare professionals that we spoke to say that the change has come too soon. More states are adopting the new guidance that fully vaccinated people no longer need to wear a mask with very few exceptions. The part of the confusion is that people heard the uh, you don't need masks anymore 
and it was the next level that perhaps some people uh, have not become as familiar with. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham announcing that New Mexico would follow the CDC guidelines. If we follow the science, if we look at the vaccination rates, and again, New Mexico, you know, we've had this great team. But not everyone is on board. Some healthcare professionals in New Mexico say this could lead to people not being 100% truthful about being vaccinated, possibly putting many others at risk. So I think the concern is, is that some people feel like some uh, of the public may say that they were vaccinated uh, when they might not have been. And the nation's largest nurses union is calling on the CDC to reverse its decision. We are all at risk. Arguing it's not based on science. The variants are multiplying. The ones we know about are already out there. So basically they're saying too soon. I don't think it's too soon. I was never an anti-masker or an anti-vaxxer, obviously, but I don't think it's too soon. I think it's uh, just about time. I also have noticed that, you know, there are still a fair amount of businesses that are requiring them. Not like if you go to a restaurant, if you're at your table, you take them off. But like if you're up and around, I, I've still noticed a lot of people are still requiring them. I still see people wearing them coming in and out of here all the time. Yeah, I mean, I... I put one on when I walk into the building because I haven't had any sort of idea what's going on in this building. I'm going to plead no comment. Uh, But um, I'm vaccinated. Well, technically, I guess I have to wait, what, like nine more days before uh, I'm fully uh, vaccinated. you got to wait two weeks after your second shot. Uh, By the way, not not a a local issue, but something we may... uh, talk about in the uh, next hour, just a, a personal issue. I saw, and I looked this up today, because I had some, like, nonstop, I got my, my second shot on Friday, and I felt like crap on Saturday. I didn't have a fever, but I felt like crap. And by Sunday, like Sunday night, I started feeling better. But I I did some, some research uh, today, which amounted to about five minutes of Googling around, and... They say that the virus and the vaccine has caused some people to have really vivid uh, dreams. And I had nonstop vivid nightmares last night. Are they not safe for work? Or can no, you... they're fine. I can tell. But when you repeat them, you, you know, you kind of had to be there. You know, when you, re- dream. when you repeat them, they just sound stupid. I mean, I woke up like sweating. Like a couple of times, I was, oh, I was okay. For the first one, I I had I had bought some new big house, and I just trying to fix it up, and it was like a, a an infinite house that every like I keep finding like new rooms that I didn't know were there that were just a nightmare, and and I was trying to clean them up and fix them up, and it, it just kept like adding on. It was like a Winchester house. Every time you finished one, there, there was, was a, one that a, a more disgusting room that and how do you you know like there's just rooms that and and the uh the second one i had and this will make sense to you i I get a job at a radio station and i'm like i'm like i don't know i'm like the third guy on some crappy morning show or something but for whatever reason 
I'm reading like do, try, supposed to do live endorsements, and and I start reading the copy, and and it's just gobbledygook, and I'm not making any sense. Like I'm trying to read something for like a realtor, and I'm going house price street, yeah 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 yeah, and, and like the other. This doesn't even sound like a dream. And yet, no, and the other people were being mean to me, and then. I don't know, like the the realtor came down to the station and was yelling and complaining about me. And I know that it sounds silly, but if you had been there, uh, and these are the only two I remember. I, I know there was there was more, but it's it's hard to uh, hard to remember all of them. I never used to remember any any dreams. It just the the last couple uh, maybe since I got sober is why. But like the last three years. I've been uh, remembering dreams in the morning, and uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I kind of wish I could go back to uh, just passing out and uh, uh, not remembering, because uh, it, it hasn't been fun. It's not like I'm having these good dreams, and I'm like, oh, I got to go back to sleep and go back to that good dream, which, by the way, never works.